0: This is the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, episode number 174. Hey, welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, the podcast for restaurateurs, pizza operators to figure out what's working when it comes to marketing online, offline. We bring on great guests like today. Uh, to help you answer questions about what's working with marketing, social media, everything's changes so quick. And we're so busy in the pizza industry that I wanted to create this show to be able to have a resource for you to figure out what's working now and moving forward. Uh, so today's guest is great, Carrie Luxem. If you follow her on LinkedIn, uh, Everything HR, she does a ton of videos, ton of content over there on LinkedIn. Great stuff. going to teach you a little bit today about how to build company culture, how to work with employees, how to train them, the onboarding process, everything you know to build your team up and do it the right way. Carrie's going to share with us tonight. Uh, Today, actually, whatever you're listening to this, day, night, morning, whatever. Carrie's here. She's going to drop some great information. I think you're going to get some good stuff out of this podcast episode today. Before I get to the episode with Carrie, I'm going to say thanks to a couple people who make this show possible. You know, We've done 174 episodes of this show, and it wouldn't be possible without the folks and the companies that support the show that we vet, we work with, and we make sure they do a tremendous job. So One of them is Susan from our town, America. Susan does direct mailing, and the kind of direct mailing we talk about, targeted direct mailing. She works with you to help you put your message and what you do in front of the people who are moving into your area. Uh, quite a few folks who live in your area probably move relatively a lot, right? Maybe you had people come in and you, you just see them every Friday night and all of a sudden they don't come in anymore. They probably moved. And what happens to their house or their apartment? New people move in, sometimes from another area. Susan's gonna help you find those people and then help you create a message or a package that's branded with your information to have them welcome them into the neighborhood, have them try you out. And then what she does also is helps you follow up with them. So you can send them a free pizza, right? They come in, try you out. They use the, the coupon, and also then you follow up and make sure that they come back again a second time. The, I think we were talking about with Jeremy from Master Pizza about the unique coupon codes that she can help you create, and they're customizable, and then you can have them go to online ordering so you can track all of that information. Uh, Susan's great. Go check her out, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash OurTown, or... Her email address is Susan at OurTown.net. You can contact her direct. She will be at the Pizza Expo with us this year. She's going to be hanging out at our meetup. Uh, We are doing a meetup on Wednesday. We finally picked a day. Wednesday of the Pizza Expo, we are doing a meetup. Susan will be there. You come say hello. She's going to be hanging out with us for that meetup. And if you haven't yet, you should join us Tuesday nights. We do a live show. So we do this podcast, pre-record these interviews But then sometimes we ask the guests if their schedule allows to come join us for a live show. We do that on Tuesday nights on Facebook, possibly YouTube soon. We may try that a little bit. Uh, But right now we do it on Facebook every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. You can come hang out with us and a tremendous guest and hang out, ask your questions, and just interact with that. Sometimes you may be listening to this podcast and you may think of a question that I didn't ask, right? Right. And you can come to the live show and hang out with us and ask those questions. So mark your calendars, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. We go live over on Facebook. You can go to uh, facebook.com forward slash. We're just smart pizza marketing there. And if you want to get some more hands-on help, my little bit more interaction from me, join our private Facebook group. You can also do that by joining our mastermind group. We meet a couple times a month. Uh, private Facebook group, like I mentioned before, you get to ask questions right directly to me. I'm in there in the group all the time answering questions, and it's just a great place if you're more of a hands-on type person, but you have questions about marketing or custom audiences or retargeting or how to use hashtags on Instagram or searching through hashtags and following people on Instagram or how those algorithms work, but you want to do it yourself. Our mastermind group is perfect for that. Head over to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash mastermind. All right, that is enough talking for me. Let's get into today's episode with Carrie Luxem, all about company culture and hiring and training and actually all that kind of thing. Let's get into it right now. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. I'm very excited for today's guest. Carrie Luxem is on with us. We've been trying to get this podcast done for a long time. She's been so busy writing her new book and setting up her membership site, which is launching soon. She is the CEO of Restaurant HR Group and carrieluxem.com. So, Carrie, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us on the show.
1: Hi Bruce, thank you so much for having me on your show. I
0: watch you on LinkedIn, and not in a creepy way, but I see all of your content <laughs> that you put out. You put out a ton of valuable content for people to go consume and if they're trying to figure out how to grow their business or how to build a better team, there's tons of information that you put out. So, how did for my first question to you is, how did you get started with all of this?
1: Uh well, well I Spent a long time with Potbelly sandwich works, so that's really where I started in HR, and been in the restaurant business my whole life. I started as a teenager at Dairy Queen, and so I really love this industry. And I had the opportunity to start the HR department at Potbelly when there were just three restaurants. Stayed there for almost 11 years. There were over 200 when I left, and um, you know. And then I decided to leave. I have a family. My husband is also a restaurateur. And I thought I'd help him. And then I started to get uh, calls from people uh, that I worked with at Potbelly that were starting restaurants, you know, burger joints or pizza places or whatever. And I just started helping them. And my business was born, basically. And so I'm really, uh, you know, what I really love to do is help restaurateurs build great systems and understand how to find and keep great leaders and managers, you know, so. So I basically started at Potbelly, then I started my business restaurant HR group eight years ago. And at restaurant HR group, we really handle the administration of HR for for clients. And then with kerryluxom.com, that's really where I'm on this mission to help simplify the complexities of HR and really help independent uh, restaurateurs and franchisees and even larger groups uh, understand how to build systems and processes to have success in the people world, which is what it's all about. You've
0: got to have great people and, and keep great people. Yeah, so. I totally agree with that. And we, we do a marketing show, so we talk about marketing all the time. Yeah. And we, I always say, listen, marketing or PR just gets people in the door, right? It's your culture and your hospitality right. and your product that makes people come back. So if you don't have those two in place, then there's not much we yeah. can do for you. We're just going to expose the yeah. inefficiencies in your business. Definitely. And- the number one question I get asked, even though this is, I mean, this isn't necessarily just a marketing podcast. It's a small business podcast, but we talk a lot about marketing because that's what we know. Yeah. But the number one question we still get asked about is, in the struggle people seem to have is, you know, how do I build a team? It changes so quickly. I feel like, you know, sometimes as we get older, we seem to uh, get further away from the generation that's coming up and understand them less. And we f- always yeah. kind of fall back on the old... Oh, well, It's different now. But is it really different? Like, is communication with employees and how to build your team and culture, is it really different now than it used to be?
1: You know, I think, Bruce, that the world has changed a lot with technology, obviously, and how you go about going out and finding the talent. But I think kind of the core things have been the same for years and years and years. I mean, you know, you talk a lot about marketing and about really attracting those customers. I talk a lot about attracting the right people, you know, for your, for your brand. And I think there certainly have been changes and there will continue to be changes. Even what worked from a, from a sourcing method six months ago might not work today or what works in, you know, a a big city might not work out in a small community in the suburbs, you know, in terms of what you use, but I think that, you know, one of the things that's missed a lot with restaurant operators is really when they have a need, they figure out, you know, they place this ad looking for a manager or a host or whatever, and they just try really fast to find that person instead of really just having a plan, you know? And so I think when I work with operators and groups that really make this a a commitment to go out and find the right talent, and they they really put the time and effort into it, just like people put the time and effort into creating a marketing strategy. It's never-ending, and you're always trying new things, and how do you get new customers in the door? And it's, there's so much energy focused on that. I like to see the same kind of energy never stop and, uh, you know, put into how to go out and find great people, and what does it really mean to have the right team, and what is your culture, and all of those things. So I think, you know, to start for tours, whether you're small or you're larger, really understanding what makes you special, and who is it that you want to attract, you know, really defining that. It's really, people talk a lot about vision, mission, and purpose. It's, And I'm not talking about some three months, you know, brainstorming every single, it's It doesn't have to be that extensive, but really understanding who you are, where you're going so you can make an emotional connection with people. And you can use those things to help attract people, you know. So I think that step one in the recruiting process is really defining who you are, what you're trying to do, what makes you special, what's your purpose. People today really connect with Uh, you know, working in great companies and whether you give back or, or, you know, what, like I said, what makes you special? Maybe you've been around a long time or Potbelly had its own little special story, you know, and really connecting with that. So I think, Taking the time to do that, really understanding that and making sure it's real. You know, it's not some fluffy HR project that doesn't match what the culture really is. It's like really who you are and what you're trying to be. Right. And then I think really, you know, so many people run out and they're placing ads to look for people, but they really don't have a good understanding of what their true needs are. Like, we just need people. We need bodies. I hear that all the time, you know. Really understanding your staffing needs and who you need, and you know what times. I mean, some of the some of the things, you know, you have to really understand. You know, I, I see people go out and try to find people, and they're looking for the best talent. They hire somebody they think's a rock star that's looking for a full time job, but they can really only give them 15 hours a week. And the person might be great, but it, it doesn't really match. So you know, you really have to understand, you know, what What, who do you need? What do you need? You know, and and some things that they can look at that operators can look at is really understanding, you know, projected sales, sales per schedule, labor, hour, uh, hours of operation, you know, busiest times of day and really honing in on those things. And of course, looking for the right personalities and, uh, you know, energy and smiling and all that good stuff. All of that stuff
0: matters. Right. How do you know? How do you know? Let me ask you a question about that because that's a good point. How do you know what you're looking for? Like if you're new or you just opened your store not too long ago and, you know, a lot of people want to open a restaurant or a pizzeria because they think it's going to be fun or it's going to be something, a a career change that they've always wanted to do, but they don't really understand that it's a business, right? And you're really running a business and there's other people's lives at stake when they, when you hire them that depend on you. and. So how do you yeah. know, as that business owner who you're new, how do you know what to look for? How do you know what to talk about as your mission statement?
1: Well, you know, you, that's why you need to just sit down with the key players or maybe it's people. Like if you're really small, you know, you sit down with your your family or your friends and really define what it is you are trying to do. Why are you in the restaurant business? Why do you have this operation? You know, yeah. I mean, some might people, it, it's, it's really thinking beyond making a profit. We all want to make money, you know, <laughs> yeah. but what is it? And, and, you know, some people might say, listen, I just want to I want to get 10 of these open and sell them. And that, that that's what they're doing. And then they, they figure out a team that's going to uh, really communicate and understand what the vision of the company is. I mean, it's it's a it's a project that. You know, you just have to put some time into why, do you know, you hear people say you've got to start with your why. What's your why? How do you determine that? You've got to start talking about it. And, and it's not, I remember even in my little business, like, why do I do what I do? It took me a few years to really hone in on being able to articulate what I wanted, uh, you know, what my real why is, you know, but I think there's plenty of resources out there that can help you really think and challenge you to think. And, and once you really get like, here's what we're doing, here's who we are. Here's what I want. I want to have a really amazing, you know, local feel pizzeria with the nicest people. You know, this, I, I work with, I have recipes that my grandma made. All those things are super exciting to people. Yeah. It's the story. Exactly. What makes you special? You know, it's, it's telling your story. So you can create the brand story. You can, And, you know, have your mission and vision and purpose. And it's really like sitting down and and outlining what your values are and what you're trying to be. And then very simply, uh, you know, stating who you're trying to be and then getting out there and communicating that and finding people that are going to come into your pizzeria and be happy and want to work as a family and and, whatever those things are. And it becomes easier it, when you have that defined. And you, I
0: think you'll attract those people too, right? It's the same thing that goes with marketing, right? If you're trying to reach 60 old men, you're not going right. to use Snapchat mm-hmm. because they're not there. So if you don't know who you're trying to hire, like if you, don't, if you don't understand what you're trying to do in your own business, then people who come in from the outside are going to be very confused about that as well if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Not understand. Well,
1: one thing, Bruce, I you know I I would definitely never um you know and I am an HR person here, but it's not about age. I would never go. You don't want to hire sixty-year-old men. They definitely don't want to put that out there. You know, even Snapchat, for example. I don't use that a lot, but you know, a lot of people use Snapchat to find the younger generation or whatever, but you want to make sure that you are keeping yourself out of trouble. You don't want to, you don't want to discriminate against 60 year old men if they're going to come in and be able to produce for you what you're looking for. And that is great customer service, you know, and a great energy and all that stuff. So I would say, you know, in terms of you know so you define what it is you're looking for you want people that, that that and stay away from defining youth and age and here's what we want you to look like and all of those things that are discriminatory you know you don't want to do that but you do want to say listen here's who we are i i would say a really great a, a, Great best practices. You know, when you have you have all these customers coming, your customers can be your, you know, like thinking about who your customers are. Those are your employees. Your, you know, it's it's a very diverse group of people. But what do they do? They smile. They're good people. They, you know, they they work for long periods of time on their feet, whatever it, whatever those things um, may be. So, I think. For the most part, from concept to concept in this industry, people want to hire nice people that are going to take care of their customers and that are going to, uh, you know, give efficient service. And then, as, you know, you're hiring managers that, too, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, cultural fit stuff that matters and making sure that they uh, are packed in it and all of those things, but there may be a little bit more in terms of what their experience is and can they manage the P&L and all that. You've got to look for that very specifically.
0: Right. Well, I I, I was talking more about, uh, because in marketing, we do use demos, right? We do use uh, you know who is your target audience, and then we try to push that message out on that platform. So that's what I was saying. If you're trying to reach through marketing uh, that demographic of older gentlemen, you wouldn't use Snapchat. Gotcha. Uh, Not necessarily for recruiting or to find help. But I mean, obviously nowadays you probably want to use all those platforms to find help, right?
1: I absolutely think, you know, and here's another thing about what platforms you use and what you do. It's, um, the truth is most of everybody's busy. People are running their restaurants. They almost always have needs, but when it's really urgent is when they really start posting the things on different job boards and the first Five people that come in, they'll hire the best two. And if you can get into a habit of constantly looking for people, and I know this is easier said than right. done. Everything that's worth anything is, you know. And so, and you know, there's ways to go about doing this. If you have a person in your restaurant that's maybe a, a, a an assistant manager and they're really great on the people side and they're a great listener, maybe you you know give them the uh, task of going out and and doing a lot of this stuff, you know, finding people. But I think it's so important. And I can't say here are the four things you should always do because it's different from state to state, from city to city, you know, times of the year and that sort of thing. But if you're looking for great crew, great hourly employees, I mean, first and foremost, or even managers, start with the referral if you've got great people in your restaurant, even just send your friends in, we're hiring, you would be surprised how many people work in these restaurants and you you have needs and they don't even really understand that you have the staffing needs that you do. So if you're talking about it and you're putting a little sign in the back of the house or you're having a shift meeting and you mention it and you maybe give a gift card or do a little referral program or, you know, th- those things can go great. Obviously, it's it's great to have great people and then they're referring great people as well. Yeah, generally, right. Um, if
0: if you have good employees, they're probably hanging out with the same kind of people that they are. So you may want to get introduced to them as well.
1: Yep. And sometimes people say, well, then people don't want to do that because if you don't hire them, you just have to have a process in place and you have to communicate. And when somebody does refer somebody and they don't get hired, just making sure that you're respectful and you expect you know, explain to the person that you you know you're you're interviewing a lot of people and and whatever it may be. So I think that can be a great way to continue to have talent coming into your restaurants. And then you know the basic things you know putting a sign in your uh you know in your window or a banner or something out in front lawn that's telling people that you're hiring. I'd be very careful not to just put it up and leave it there for three or four years, (laughs) which we see sometimes, you know, like when you, you want to, you want to refresh it, you different signs, you know, obviously when your needs are higher, you know, you have something, you know, seasonally or something, you might want to put it up a, a month or two before that. Um, you know, some, some, um, Restaurants that we work with, they work with their marketing team and create little recruiting cards that managers or people can hand out, you know, uh, you rock, let's talk type things. And it's a great way to uh, to compliment somebody and let them know who you are and and that you're hiring. Um, But I'll tell you and I'll go over some more of these. But when the general manager of the restaurant, the person that's in the operation every single day takes full accountability for recruiting talent it goes such a long way. And I say that because a lot of times there are resources within these companies, or even if you're a smaller group and you've hired some recruiting assistants or whatever it may be, I, I will tell you that when, they, when the general manager doesn't take the initiative and doesn't really take the accountability for filling their store with great people, it, it, it's they're, they always seem to be chasing their tail. Yeah. So just really owning it and building that team and making it that such a huge part of their responsibility. What's more important than having amazing team of people? You yeah. know, um, there's all kinds of different job boards. I mean, and there's you know, there's not you know that Indeed. People are sometimes still using Craigslist, not as much anymore, but they're all you know Zip Recruiters. There's some culinary type job boards. There's school job boards. Different things that you can do online, uh, all over. And there's even a lot of new um, recruitment. Apps that you can look at that are really specific to the restaurant industry that are that are bringing in um, lots of resumes. They do different things, like put all of the put your jobs on all different platforms in one click kind of a thing. Here's what I'll tell you: I think happens a lot with that. So there's a lot of applications coming in, and what happens is a lot of times the operators don't look through all of the applica- There's 300 applications, and they're still short staffed. So again, they have to have. A system, and a process, and how do you get these people in the door? Uh, so so you can do all of these things, but if you're not reviewing the applications, if you're not contacting people, and you're not inviting them into your restaurants, you're going to continue to be short-staffed. Right. Um, and social media, you know, obviously LinkedIn is great for leadership and management positions, and there's Snapchat. That's a lot of – that's a, 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 young, a younger demographic – Instagram, you can do little videos for a minute, or Facebook, you can do some things. All of those things are so, you know, some people say they don't work at all. Some people say they have some luck. It's really about doing a bunch of different things, trying different things, being very creative. I am a big fan of getting involved in hospitality schools and, uh, you know, fast-tracking these people, bringing them in as as, – hourly, hourly crew and, and getting them to a point of management. Now, obviously if you're just an independent restaurant tour, you have one location, you don't have the opportunity to maybe take them on to, you know, levels of management unless of course you're opening many, many restaurants and and you can offer, offer that. So there's tons and tons of different things uh, that you can do. I think, again, the the key part is having a great manager that is a great networker. They're always talking to people. They're responsible for bringing and building a great team. They get referrals from internal, and then they try all of these different methods um, and figure out what works in their area and change it up a lot. But doing all of those things all the time. And I know it takes a lot of work, but it's just, it's a commitment that's worth it. Right.
0: And it's probably being consistent with all those things as well, right? Not just doing it Absolutely. when you need it because then it won't work as great or it works very right. short term. But if you do that consistently uh, yep. over time, I think that you'll have a consistently because every, every business has uh, an employee base that may, like maybe you work with a lot of uh, younger kids and they're going to move off to college and you know that they're in high school and they're going to college at a certain point And, it's only going to Mm -hmm. be a year or two that they stay with you if if everything works out well. So you kind of need to be consistently getting those people in the door and setting a schedule for yourself maybe where you once a month or once a a month you kind of have a time where you do all these interviews or you set up your marketing plan for the month for that, um, I think will help you along the way.
1: Absolutely. And you know, sometimes when I talk about all these things, like, oh, I don't have the time to do all that. That's a lot of stuff. And I get that, but it's, it's either that or your short staff or you have the wrong team. And so it's, it's, and again, there, it's all about having a system. So if you can create your, you know, you take the time to create your marketing strategy, create your recruiting strategy. If you have somebody that works in your company, maybe it's one of the servers that can become the person that contacts the colleges and universities and con, you know, contacts these counselors and gets things set up to say, you've got open openings or whatever. It doesn't mean one person has to do every single task, but what's really important is that a lot of stuff is being done and that you're communicating who you are. You're selling your brand story, you know, here's who we are. Here's what we're trying to do. And you never stop. You just keep going. And then obviously when you are gearing up to open a new store or you have seasonal holiday help and you've got a big, you know, big, big needs, then you can certainly do a whole lot more and place more ads and hold hiring events and different things like that.
0: And I think people overestimate how long these things take when you really, in your, in your brain, you probably think it takes four or five hours, but then when you actually sit down to do it, you can do it in an hour if you're fully concentrated and it's done.
1: Absolutely. And it takes way more time to be really short-staffed. It really does. <laughs> it does,
0: yeah. Energy, <laughs> it's right? like, you
1: know, it's like, you just and again, it's just being proactive and just having a game plan and sticking to it. And, uh, you know, again, being, being proactive. That's the whole, the whole key here. And then
0: obviously when you do find employees, you got to communicate and set expectations of what you expect from them, what they can expect from you, right?
1: Definitely. I think Definitely. Well, so here's the thing about recruiting. I mean, recruiting is important. And what we just talked about was how do you go out and find people? But I mean, that's just such it's not the that a lot of operators want to talk about. That's the reason I have so many issues is because I don't have a great recruiting strategy or you can't can't find people anywhere or all of these different methods are confusing to me, but recruiting is just one piece of the pie. I mean, if you, you could be a great recruiter, but if you've got an awful culture or you don't have great training or you don't have uh, a a great onboarding process or whatever, it's all for nothing. You know, I mean, it's the problem isn't just recruiting problems. It's a, it's the whole thing that you have to get right. So, you know, again, that, that piece of it, you, you can do that. You can excite people and make that emotional connection but if what you're selling and what you're telling and what you're explaining isn't what you really are you're never going to be able to keep great people so I mean so the 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 next step obviously you've got to hire people and as you're hiring them you know you're getting resumes and and applications and you want to make sure that you are really thoughtful in how you go about interviewing people so you're tying in all of the things That you are, you wanna make sure you're asking great questions that are beyond how much do you wanna make and what time can you work. You know, it's gotta really be tell me, you know, you've gotta tie in some of those behavioral based questions or ask what their goals are. Really, as much as I know people need to get people on their schedule as soon as possible, it's really slowing this process down, asking amazing questions that are relevant to the position that they're being considered for. And, uh, you know, this is another part. Take the time to create these screen forms or, uh, you know, the process of hiring. Get the application. Have them fill out and get the resume. Have them fill out an application. Make sure that you're asking, you know, the the important sort of technical questions, which is the times that you can work and are you able to work in the United (laughs) States and all those things. And then really digging deep into, the actual interview. I'm a huge fan of minimum of two interviews, Uh, you know, interview people at least twice, two different people and make sure that you're, um, you know, again, asking these really in-depth questions, making sure that they're at the very onset, they're understanding who you are because telling everybody who you are is one thing, but really getting them to see it, the actions, the questions you're asking them. So, so important. So, Um, You know, so really, really making sure that you do that. And the reason I'm I'm a big fan of the screen form is because, a lot of people are junior managers or maybe they haven't gone through a lot of interviews. I'm, I've been doing this for a really long time. I still use interview screen forms. It keeps me very uh, organized. I make sure I'm not just going in and winging it. You know, if I've had too much coffee and I go <laughs> off into a tangent or something, but I mean, and so creating these screen forms where you can uh, have a, sort of an outline, the more operators use this, the more natural it become because I'm a, huge believer in having a conversation, you know, just really kind of flowing with it, but the the, the screen form can keep you on task, make sure that your operators are not asking questions that are going to get you into trouble. And sometimes, you know, people just don't know what you can and can't ask uh, in an interview. And so this is a way to really make sure you're getting the best out of the interview culturally and that you're not asking any discriminatory questions or anything like that. So, And then you you go through these interviews and you make a decision on who's going to be offered a job. Maybe you do some pre-employment testing or not. That's probably a whole nother show. I'm a believer in trying to check references and I know there's, A lot of people don't think that you can or that nobody will give information. This is definitely an area that is important. I don't think it's a a step you should skip. And there is a way to do it. And I provide a lot of feedback on my when I'm talking on LinkedIn and stuff on reference checking and how to do it and how you get the most out of it and how to have a candidate really give you some information that will help you get references. And also, as you're going through this process and Again, it doesn't need to be three weeks long. I mean, you can get a person in that you're interviewing and have this all done in a couple days, but showing them that you're checking some references and that you, you're interviewing other people, and it's hard to do all of that when you're just so desperate to get a, a body hired, right. you know? So, I, so it goes back, back to it really being proactive. And then, you know, checking these references, and then you extend the offer. I'm a big fan of extending the offer. The hiring manager... Verbally extending the offer and exciting, you know, a very exciting way. And again, it builds trust and it makes people feel great. And then giving them a, 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 a written offer. This is more on the management right. side. Uh, on the hourly side, you're not doing the formal uh, letter and that sort of thing. Always some people do, but but not always. Um,
0: let me answer just one you question know, and quick. then, and a, then scr- making a, a screen, a, screen yep, form. Sure. That's just, uh, just so anybody who's listening is just a, like a basic outline of questions you need to get asked.
1: Yeah, it's an interview screen form. You can have one that you use when you're doing a phone screen, and then maybe first interview and second interview um, screen form that has a few different questions than maybe the first interview. But yeah, it's essentially it. you know it's place for their name, and then if it tell us. When you can work, what you know, like the technical questions that you need to know on their schedule and salary expectations, and then it's really digging deep into, tell me why you want to work here. What do you know about our company? Tell me about a time that you took care of a customer and it went great, or whatever those questions may be. But um, it just gives them some a a tool to use to go through this interview um, without. Having to wing it, you know. It's yeah,
0: like you might, like you said, if you're looking for help and you're not so desperate, but you're desperate, you know, you may go through to that interview and not ask the right questions because you're in such a rush. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I do. You know, I, I witness a lot. Operators ask three or four questions, you know, and they, in they're just like, all right, I know I'm going to hire this person, and you know, I, I get it. <laughs> that can be the reality, but if you take this, again, take this all very, very seriously and you slow this process down and you get to a point where you have a good amount of staff and you're not turning people over, that's when it becomes easier to do that. It's when you have a lot of turnover and nobody's happy. You just need somebody that can slice pizza. You know, I can right. get somebody in here. That's when you make bad decisions. You know, you bring people in. You don't even want to ask them those questions because you don't want them to not be the guy or the girl. Or you have a
0: lot too when I was doing interviews, like you may know the person a little bit and you go in there and just throw them softball questions because you know you're going to hire them and you kind of know them. Yep. So you feel like it's going to be a fit and you're just kind of going through the motion.
1: Yeah. Yep. I definitely know that that is, that is the reality. But. <laughs> so what do you do?
0: Let me ask you a question. Now <laughs> moving past that, what do you do if you know you need to let somebody go, how do you do that properly? Well,
1: um, you know, I'm, I talk a lot about terminating people and it's first and foremost, if you are firing someone, it should be a big deal. And I say that because so many people are like, ah, oh, let's fire the guy. You know? right. It really, to, to think about firing someone from their job, it, it should be a really big deal. So, If you're going to fire somebody, if you're going to terminate them, you need to make sure that you have, uh, you know, you have given the person all of the tools that they've needed. You need to be able to show that, uh, you know, you have given them the opportunity to fix the problems or whatever it is. So it's a tough question because if somebody comes in and they work for three days for you and they don't show up on time in those three days and they have bad attitude and you can – you know you can prove that there's no reason to kind of sit down and go through this whole process you know people talk about progressive discipline i mean every situation is very different if you've got somebody that's worked for you for 5 years and they were late 3 days in a row you're certainly not going to terminate them for that right. but but when you are when you are in a position when you uh you know you're going to terminate someone you want to obviously be good to people. So you want to do the right thing by people and you want to make sure you're keeping your company um, out of risk of any litigation. So it's kind of those two things. And, um, you know, you just want to make sure you have all of your documentation, uh, you know, their employee file and the handbook signature and all of those things. This is, on you know, making sure you have all of that stuff buttoned up and um you are you are making sure that uh you're not firing somebody without having all of the um things lined up you know so i I would say that um when you are going to fire somebody that you that you take it very seriously That it's somebody's livelihood and that you protect your company basically. And if you're going to let somebody go, you've got to make sure you have great reason for doing so. And I would always, I, I would always like to tell my operators, never be in a hurry to fire somebody. Even if you know, you saw them do something that, you know, you can fire them for it's, it's okay to slow down this process, you know? And um you know, so you just got to make sure you you have it all together. You've got their file in order. You um, have a conversation with them. You know, hopefully, uh, if you're terminating someone, it's not going to come to a surprise to them if there's a big problem or an investigation, you know, you've got to sit with them and, and give them the outcome of that. And the, the, the fact that they're being, being let go, but there's no, there, are, there are certainly things you can do to protect yourself here. And, you know, there are termination checklists and things like that, but ultimately every situation is different and you've got to really step back and look at what, you know, what, what is this? Does it look like I'm being a good person here? Am I being a good person? Are we being a good company? Are we being fair and consistent w- across the board? And that's the big one because so often, you know, somebody will not click with one person and they came in late and they want to fire them, but the next guy comes in late every single day, right. but yeah, you know, so there's, there's this, there's just uh, really making sure that you're, you're being fair, you're being consistent, um, that you're taking it seriously, and that you just don't get emotional and make decisions because of that emotion, because that's when I see people get into trouble. And, you know, and it's really, it's really awful, obviously, from a litigation side, but even from a cultural side, when you have that, when you have that culture of just firing people like that, it's just, it's just not a fun place to work. Or like you for said, people. being
0: inconsistent, letting one one thing slide for one person because they've been there longer, you know them, and not letting it slide for other. That's when it becomes apparent to everybody else that's very inconsistent with what you do.
1: Exactly. And consistency exactly. is key with everything. Absolutely.
0: Um, you have a new book coming exactly. out, don't you? So this is all in your new book.
1: I do have a new book coming out. Yes, this is. Uh... Basically, the whole life cycle of the employee is my book. It's from culture, chapter one, all the way through to chapter 11, which is leadership. And then in the middle, it's recruiting and hiring and onboarding and uh, all that good stuff. So, yeah, and we are launching on March 20th, fingers well, crossed. Well, so that's
0: not too far. So when this episode comes out, it may be just coming out in a week or so. So where can they go find that if they want to go check it out? Can you order it, pre-order it?
1: Pre-order is available, yes, now on my website, which is carryluxum.com And then once it's available, we'll have it available on Amazon. But right now it's just pre-order on my website.
0: And all of the information you talked about, you have articles, blog posts, videos, everything at carryluxum.com as well?
1: Yes, I certainly do. And you know, I do a lot of free stuff and that will not stop. I'm going to continue to do that. When my book launches, I'm also launching my membership site, which will be a monthly membership for people who are interested in kind of more training, more videos, you know, harassment training, leadership training, all kinds of good stuff. We're going to do a lot more of a deep dive into recruiting and hiring and all that stuff, but I will continue to offer up free information through LinkedIn as well as my website. Sometimes
0: it's just the packaging of all the information that you give out that is convenient for people in one easy spot, right? Sometimes it's like, you know what? I already gave out all of that information, but you gotta go all over the place and search for it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's going to be organized very, very neatly. I talked about these 11 chapters. Essentially, my membership is going to be set up in these 11 chapters. So if you have interest in learning more about recruiting, you'll go to recruiting, you'll find articles, you'll find uh, videos and training and uh, forms and documents and templates and checklists and all that good stuff all in one spot. Excellent.
0: And that's at curryluxum.com is your membership site as well. Right. Awesome. Thanks, Carrie. I appreciate you coming on and sharing. Yep. All. I mean, we could have talked for four hours about all of this. There's so much to get into. Oh, I know,
1: right? Um, so we'll have to do a
0: follow-up episode in a few months after your membership comes out. We can kind of talk more about it. But I appreciate you joining us on the show. And thank you so much. And everybody should go check out CarrieLuxum.com. And we're on social. Are you Carrie Luxum everywhere? LinkedIn, Instagram, everywhere? Yes. And we'll link? Uh,
1: Facebook is Carrie Luxem, RHR. Okay.
0: We'll link all that up in the show notes. So if you're listening to this awesome. episode... Um, Just head over to smartpizzamarketing.com, dot com. We'll link all uh, Carrie's website, her book, and all her social channels. So you can go see because she puts out a ton of uh, free videos and all of that. It's it's great stuff. It's really quick videos too. So if you're busy, you need to get some information quick. They're pretty quick videos on LinkedIn, especially. So Carrie, thank you so much. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you. Have a great day. All right, well, thank you, Carrie, for coming on the show. Guys, go check out our website, CarrieLuxham.com. If you want to find her on LinkedIn or Instagram or anywhere on social, go over to SmartPizzaMarketing.com. We linked up her website, her social. Just type in Carrie up at the top search bar, and Carrie will pop up for you. And just one more thank you for another sponsor of the show, Total Loyalty Solutions. Uh, if you want more online orders, more repeat customers at no additional commissions or percentages, this is great. Uh, that's exactly what you get with Total Loyalty Solutions. They're an online ordering platform. You get customized, mobile-friendly online ordering pages built in right to your website, and they're branded with your brand on it. So when someone goes to your website, this it syncs with your website, and it looks like it's your online ordering, not another website. Uh, One-click ordering for optimal customer service. They have 24-7 order tracking and support and a team dedicated to bring more orders to you. To learn more about what Total Loyalty Solutions can offer your business, you can call 877-753-9703. And just mention that you heard them on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, and they'll take really good care of you if you do that. If you don't, they probably won't. So make sure you mention Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast on there, or you can go to our products page, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash products, and it'll bring you to the product page with a description and a link to their website. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. If you need our help, you know we have a mastermind group, we have our webinars that we do, all that's over at smartpizzamarketing.com, but we also have a marketing company that we do all of your digital marketing for you. Uh, but we only work with one pizzeria per zip code, so we don't work with everybody. We only work with one pizzeria in every zip code because we want to be partners with you in that growth of your business. If you want to see if your zip code is available, you can do two things. Go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash That's the easiest place right there. You can put your name in there, your email, your phone number, and somebody from our team will contact you and kind of give you a 15-minute talk of what we can do and uh, even tell you if your zip code is even available. Uh, some of the bigger cities are available right now. So if you want to team up with us and you're curious, you can either go to smartpizzamarketing.com/zip or you can email me Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com uh, and get some more information about that. How we can help you grow your business digitally. And also, if you're going to the Pizza Expo, make sure that you're. If you're listening to this live when it comes out at the end of February and you're heading to the Pizza Expo, make sure you go to our Facebook page and look for the event that we're doing. We're doing a meetup on Wednesday. Uh, Come hang out with us. There's going to be a bunch of people from the show going, a bunch of uh, former guests of the show who have been on the show in the past who are going to meet up with us, some listeners of the show. It's just going to be a good time. It's going to be a place where we can uh, hang out, just kind of get to know each other and see each other in person. I get to message people and email people a lot on the show, but I don't necessarily get to meet a lot of people in person. So it's going to be cool to shake your hand, say hello if you have any questions, and just come and hang out with us for about an hour at the Pizza Expo to uh, so go to our Smart Pizza Marketing Facebook page, and you can see the event there. If you have any questions, you know how to get a hold of me. And everything we talk about is over at smartpizzamarketing.com. You can just head there. All right, guys, have a great week, and we'll see you next week.